to the Ask Chris and Kate podcast, providing answers to your burning tennis questions. Wherever you're going on your tennis journey, we're here to help you get there. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode nine of the Ask Chris and Cade podcast, and I'm Chris. And this is Cade. And we are back for another round of predictions and recap for the Australian Open 2021. Uh, We're heading into the quarterfinals, so we're into the big time matches here, the final eight for each uh, men and women. So Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for this. We got some huge matches ahead. Um, our first day of the fourth round, I don't think was so hot in the predictions, but our second day, uh, was much better. So if you, if you want to start talking about that or we can start talking about, no, you go ahead, you go ahead. Um, I think we only got one wrong on the second day, but we got the majority of them wrong. on. You mean the second day of round four? Second day of round four. Okay. So yeah. All right. So I was a little confused there. Sorry. I didn't know what you're talking about. So yeah. No, we had a strong uh, night last night in matches for the round four matches. The first day of round four, we we were a little off, but we did try to predict some upsets. But we can get into that as we talk about each sure. match moving forward here. Um, so the first match in the quarterfinals, we have Novak Djokovic, the first seed, versus Alexander Zverev. Uh, jo- Djokovic took down Milos uh, in, uh, you know, I watched the match and I thought it was fairly easy for him. Um I know he was going into the match with a, an injury. He thought it was a tear. I think they realized it wasn't as bad as he thought it was after his match against uh, Fritz. I do think Milos had a chance there, but I think something was bothering him. And I know he's come out afterwards and saying he's got a cyst in his knee. But I could just tell the way he was moving, it didn't look like he was able to explode on his forehand like he normally can. And I think that was uh, played into mm-hmm. Djokovic's favor. And Djokovic was easy, e- able to get balls back into play and make Milos miss. Um, I think if Milos was 100% and if Djokovic, Djokovic was like he was, he probably could have eked that one out. But Djokovic battled through his injury and was able to win that match. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, when I woke up, they were in the... They had just finished the second set, and I was so focused in on Novak because of his injury, I wasn't even watching Milos. I was just like, oh my god, um, Novak, is he going to break down because he made such a big deal? And now I go back and I watch highlights of just looking at Milos, and I can see what you're saying. He didn't look like almost up to par maybe for Milos, or as good as we know he can be. Yeah, and I think this speaks to a few things here. I think this jumping into the Australian Open for all these players after having such a long break where they had the warm-up events before and then jumping right into the Australian Open and they're, you know, they're very high-stress matches, very competitive matches every time you're stepping on the court. I think we're going to well, we have seen a lot of injuries, a lot of walkovers, yeah. a lot of retirements and you know, for those of you that don't know, like I'm a hockey guy from my back previous days. I never thought tennis was that hard on the, on the body, but I think it's actually one of the most, like it's the toughest, one of the toughest sports on your body as far as like the repetitive movements, the constant and constant this and that every day when they're training and playing. And I think it's very hard on the body. They play all year round usually. And to just jump into a heavy duty grand slam yeah like this i think a lot of people are feeling that and uh, i think that's why we're seeing a lot of walkovers yeah i would agree i would agree 100 because i even know when i play like atlantics i mean we're not playing three out of five but 
I mean, you could have back to back three setters, like, and it's you don't feel good the next day. Yeah, it's intense. Like, it's not a good feeling. So it's super impressive for these guys to be, you know, still killing it out there. Yeah. So hopefully we can uh, they can keep the injuries at bay here, and we have everybody finishing the uh, from the quarterfinals on here. But let's get to some predictions here. Uh, Novak versus Verev. Oh man. You want me to start? Yeah, you go ahead. Okay. I was thinking about this before we got on here, and part of me thinks Novak just kind of is going to win because of the experience, but I don't know. Um, we were talking about how they actually have the same injury, and how Zverev hasn't even shown any bit of that ever since the first round, where Novak personally, I think, looks like a little crybaby-ish when he when he's showing I don't know just my opinion when he's out there well he wants everybody to know but maybe Zverev has had the injury a little bit before Novak yeah. so maybe he's kind of at the tail end of it and it could they could be at a different pain threshold right like so part of me thinks if the injuries are legit Zverev is fine with the injury now where Novak might not be quite 100 percent yeah so I would give the edge to Zverev there but also we need to keep in mind Novak has had a much tougher time getting to the quarterfinals than Zverev. Zverev has played only one four-set match, and it was the first round against Giron. Everything since then has been pretty straightforward, unlike Novak, who's had like three four-setters and a five-setter. Yeah, and a, and a big injury along the way. Yeah, so I think I'm going to take an upset and go with Zverev. Well, I mean, I, I, I think that definitely can happen. And if you match up the games against each other, if you take Zverev, he probably can serve as big as Milos, okay? If Zverev is healthier, he should be able to hang into these rallies, rallies a lot longer yeah. than Djokovic can because, you know, Zverev's backhand, maybe next to Djokovic, is one of the best on tour. Um, and he, he seems to be getting better and better as each round goes on, Zverev. And it and it might be too much for Djokovic's time, and and they both know each other's games, and, and I think I'm gonna go with you. I think I think Zverev can pull this out. He might even pull it out in four sets, or no, Djokovic might end up having to retire if if his injury is legit. Yeah, yeah. and because I think Zverev can actually make him move a lot more. Oh yeah. Than what Milos he was has, able to he do. He has a little bit. He has more tools than maybe Milos would. Um, yeah, right now, especially mm -hmm. where Milos wasn't at 100%. Yeah, yeah sorry, in the current situation. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I give the edge to Zverev, and I think also um, he's matured a lot over the past um, couple of years. He's had some, some personal issues, you know, all those lawsuits, and that's another story. But I think uh, he's a, a lot more matured now, and I think he's ready for this match. Yeah, and the, I mean, let's put a little caveat here. Djokovic could be playing possum a little bit here, like where he's maybe trying to make people and guys think that he's more hurt than he really is. I hope he's not. Um, but if he is, then he might just go out there and have that Women's sort of mental sets. edge over Zverev. <laughs> yeah. and, and Zverev says, oh, here we go again, and kind of throws in the towel, and Djokovic wins, right? But we'll, we'll, we'll root for Zverev. Oh, time. I really hope yeah. that doesn't happen. Yeah. I, I'm still sticking with Zverev because I yeah. do think he, he's going to win. Yeah. So now we've got Grigor Dimitrov, who took care of Dominic Team. 
Um, we both yeah. predicted team. However, I know when we were talking about team or a lot of the times I was bringing up team, I thought something just didn't look right. And he's come out and said he has an injury. He hasn't elaborated on it too much. However, he, he was playing hurt. And I think that, you know, played into, you know, a big part of this match where he played a five setter with curious before this and had to come up with Dimitrov. Dimitrov came out and won the first two sets close. And that I think basically the team said, it's time I got to yeah. pack it in here. Yeah. He didn't retire anything. It was no, no. four, four, and oh. Yeah. But he just clearly ran out of gas. Yeah, and he's playing Karatsev, who took down Felix, who we were crap <laughs> predicting would hopefully have a strong run, and he still made it a fourth round. That's pretty good for Felix. Uh, you know, I think he can take some good things away from this event. And if you look at Karatsev, and we're gonna, I'm gonna talk about UTR a little bit here. His uh, UTR was actually going into that match uh, quite a bit higher than Felix's. So Felix was around a 15.00, and Karatsev was like around a 15.3. Yeah, we didn't even know that. That's interesting. Yeah, and that's prior to the match. Silly, silly for us to not look into that. And um, uh, Karatsev's actually three-month trend is 15.47, which is actually one of the higher ones on tour right now. And he's even got a higher UTR than Dimitrov. So I... I really like, and I know Medvedev was talking about um, Karatsev being their secret weapon yeah. during the ATP Cup, so he got to practice with those guys during that event. He's been playing a lot of matches. Uh, he was playing on the UTR Pro event they were talking about in the, his last match, and I got to watch him against Felix, and I'm super impressed. The guy is really good on both sides, and what he said in his pre-match or post-match interview really, really struck a chord with me is that he said, when I was playing Felix, it was a bit too fast, the first sets, two sets, but I really was able to find something and I, I found a solution and he stuck with that solution and it worked. And uh, that's what it's all about, finding solutions because your first plan is never going to usually yeah. work. And he was able to do that. And I'm going to take an upset in this one. Okay. I think he's going to frustrate Dimitrov. Um, Dimitrov will be having a lot of confidence, but I think Karatsev's going to make another run into the semifinals, so I'm going to take him in five sets. All right, that that is a bold, a bold yes, prediction, I must say, Dad. Um, I disagree, guys. Um, if we look at Dimitrov's run, he was able to take out team. He, he hasn't even played four sets yet. Mm -hmm. He hasn't played five sets yet. And for somebody with a game like Dimitrov, comes to the net, slicing dices, etc., I think this is this is good for him because he has a full tank of gas. Yep. Karatsev, who this is his first run in a major ever, just came off a five-setter. His first yep. five-setter ever, probably. I'm going to take a wild guess. I don't actually it know. Was, it was. It was his was? first. Okay. Both Felix and Thank him, you. that was their first Fact check there. Yeah. So it was. I mean, come on. Um, I know what it's like coming off three sets in junior. So, I, I don't know. Coming off a five-setter like Kratzev and then playing a veteran like Dimitrov who hasn't really even been pushed yet, I think that could be danger for him. And if Dimitrov is on, I think it's goodbye Kratzev. Yeah, and you know what? It could be a very easily three-set win for Dimitrov. Um, however, yeah, I mean... 
it could go either way, but I'm going to stick with Karatsev. Yeah, I that's just, fine. He's got loads of match play going into this, and maybe that's going to help him, but it also might be too much, and mm-hmm. he might die, like you said, or burn out, right, in no, this match. Yeah. Yeah, so. I just, I guess the only part that I really was thinking about Dimitrov, and maybe I would even lean towards Karatsev, if it wasn't for the Kareno Busta match, where he nearly didn't even play, mm-hmm. I think that's huge because... That was the round prior to, I think that was second round? Second or third it, round, anyway. It, it was before this match. A lot of guys had four and five setters during that period where he just only played a set. Yeah. So he was able to play, he was able to hit the ball around, but he didn't. He wasn't pushed, so he's got lots of gas in the tank still. Yeah. So It'll be an interesting match. I'm, yeah. I'm curious to see this matchup. So I think if Dimitrov actually loses... It's because either Karatsev is too good, or he doesn't have enough enough match practice. Yeah, and that could that's part of the reason I but was thinking. But I'm thinking Dimitrov will win because of the way uh, because I the reasons yeah. I just provided. You think it's going to be a benefit for him? Yeah, I'm thinking it might not be. Yeah. All right. Well, there's our pick. So now we're moving on to the the big Russian battle with Rublev versus Medvedev, and. Uh, Another guy had to bail out. Casper Rudd bailed out in the third set there against Rublev, who was playing very well and was under in, under control after being up two sets of love. Medvedev looked really good against Mackenzie McDonald. Uh, Mackenzie McDonald tried to throw everything at him, and it did not phase Medvedev at all. He was on. Okay, yeah, that guy is good. Yeah, and but Rublev can give him troubles, but I think they're friends. Yeah, they're buddies, but. Uh, the only thing I can see coming into play is Medvedev is supposed to win this match because he has the four by his name. Rublev has the seven. Um, but I'm still sticking with my guns. Yeah. I picked Medvedev at the start of the tournament, and I think he's just got too much game, and Rublev is going to blow some forehands by him and hit some big ones. But in the end, I think Medvedev knows in the long run he'll 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 go all day out there and, and probably win this one in four or five sets. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think he hit the nail on the head. Um, I don't even think, like, when Medvedev's out there, it doesn't even look like he's nervous. Or it's almost like he doesn't even care. Like, the pressure is not with him or something. So, like, I don't know, maybe it's different in this match. But, like, I can't even, I just can't see him losing. There's something about him. I can't see him losing this match. Yeah, and I think maybe what you're seeing is that Medvedev actually loves tennis, I think. Yeah. He uh, he just likes to be out there. He loves trying to figure out ways if he's if there's like a solution that he can. He likes to be, he's like a mathematician almost. Like he he's like a, like, yeah, he's like, you can tell he's just trying to figure things out out there yeah. while he's going. Yeah, or even like. Let's and he say, likes it. Let's say Rublev gets out to like a 7-6, 6-4. Uh, uh, two sets left, like, I don't know. I'm still going to think Medvedev's going to come back and win. Yeah. Just because I, I don't know. I I think it's going to be an, an incredible win if Rublev is able to win this. Yeah. Um, But who knows? He might shock us all because he does have a laser beforehand. But I'm going to stick with Medvedev. I Like you said, I think he just has too much of a game. And for a big guy, he can defend the Rublev forehand. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's... I think other than maybe the forehand, I think he has one up on Rublev everywhere else. Oh, yeah, definitely serve and movement and can come to the net. I mean, his volleys aren't great, Medvedev, but Rublev doesn't have great volleys either. Right? Anyway, so, it'll yeah. be a super interesting match. Yeah. So Medvedev for the win there, though. Yeah. 
And now we're moving on to City Pass versus Nadal. Now City Pass got a walk over Berrettini, couldn't get onto the court, and we kind of saw that coming after he had his tough three-setter there with Hatchinoff. We thought Fogini would push Nadal a bit more. I mean, it was a three, four, and two, and it looks like your buddy Nadal there is just getting better and better and, strong, and stronger and stronger. And you can never count Rafa out. I know I do sometimes, and I probably shouldn't. But guess what? I'm going to count him out in this match. Okay. <laughs> uh, the only thing is, though, with Pass not playing a set against Berrettini, that could hurt him. It, it like we were talking about before earlier with uh, which match was that we were talking about the uh, I think it was the Grigor Dimitrov, City Pass didn't even hit a ball and I think sometimes when you 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 miss that kind of intensity it might take you out of your rhythm, mm -hmm. and I'm hoping he had a hardcore practice match after he found out Berrettini couldn't couldn't play I hope he practiced very hard that day I assume he probably did because. Sissy Pass is one of the hardest workers on tour by what we see mm -hmm. anyway on, on video and everything. So, and he looks hungry. He looks ready. Rafa hasn't really been pushed. That was, yeah, good point. Um, but Rafa is a legend. He is one of the goats. Yeah. And he, he can find ways. But I'm going to take Sissy Pass in a five-setter here. Super interesting ap approach. I can respect it. Um I'm a big Rafa fan, but I'm also a huge Roger fan. Can you believe that? I mean, weird. But uh, my appreciation for Rafa has definitely gone up. It goes up every day, every time I watch him play. Mm -hmm. He's just such a hard worker, and it's amazing to watch. But anyway, that's another story. Um, this is a tough match. Uh, like you said, I was just looking at the draw on my phone while you were talking. Rafa has not been pushed. And that scares me because I want him to win. Um, unlike Stefanos, who had a five-setter with Kokonakis. So Stefanos got a little bit of a break. Yeah, and and I think that might be good for him. Yeah. Because he has been pushed. Mm -hmm. Now, it could be a red flag that he was pushed by Kokonakis. True. However, Kokonakis, I think, was ready playing in his home yeah. soil. He was fired up playing it. He's come back, and he's you know yeah. he's, he, he's a good player. However, yeah. like you said, too, you cannot count the Spaniard out because the guy is a friggin' legend. He yeah. knows exactly what to expect from these guys. He's played Stefanos before. He's played all these guys. He knows what it's like to win five-setters. He knows what it's like to come back five, from three, sorry, two sets down. I'm going to pick Rafa. Um, he's been your guy the whole event, He's been right? my You're guy. I it? was very nervous at the start of the tournament because before I heard about the back... Or actually, before the ATB Cup, I picked him. Yeah. And um, to win, and I was nervous with the back stuff, but I stuck with the pick, and I'm still going to stick with my pick. All right. So, Rafa, here we go. Well, vamos. Let's go. So, uh, I mean, he obviously knows how to play the one-handed backhand guys with the heavy topspin forehand. And mm -hmm. the only thing that Sitsi Pass can do is he can he can hit some topspin back on his one-hander better than Raj could back in the day. Will that battery ram work against Sitsi Pass? We will find out. Yes. Oh, my God. I can't wait yeah. for that. <laughs> so now we're on to the WTA. Um, 
We got Ash Barty, who took out Rogers, like we predicted. Just yeah. too much, uh, too much game for uh, the one-dimensional Rogers. But good on her for getting to the fourth round. And my girl Muchova looks like she had too much game for Mertens. I didn't get to see any of that, uh, even highlights yet. But it looks like and sounds like she was able to get to the net, kind of take Mertens off her rhythm and make her miss a little bit. Um, in the pressure moments where I thought Mertens might have been too consistent and maybe made Mukova try to do too much and make her miss. But obviously... You know what? You were almost right. Because if I recall, I watched the highlights this morning. Uh, Mertens was up. Yeah. She was up in the tiebreaker. Yeah. And she was up in the second set. Yeah. And then, I don't know, Mukova must have pulled something out. Well, and that's uh, impressive to do that against Mertens and Pliskova. So uh, playing some good tennis... She's going to be playing against someone that's very, very similar. similar. Yeah. Both of them have very similar games. Both of them uh, can get to the net. Both of them have, you know, decent ground strokes, and they use the slice. Now, Barty has probably a better serve. Um, so I'm going to take Ash in this, but I think it's going to go three sets. Uh, but I think if she can hold serve and be a little consi more consistent on serve, she has a bigger serve, and she should get some shorter balls when she's and should be able to hold serve a few mm -hmm. more times in Makova. Yeah. Uh, Mukova, Muchova, <laughs> however you say it, you've done me well. Um, I've picked her until now. Um, I really like her game. I also like Ash's game, too, because they're pretty much the same. Uh, very similar styles. Uh, I, I'm, I like Birdie. I'm going to go with her, but I'm nervous. That's a nervous pick. Yeah. Um, but I think Barty is just overall a little bit better and has more match experience yeah. in the big moments. Yeah. And I think that she's on home soil, too, in the quarterfinals. Is there going to be fans back for this match? No. So the fans won't be back until Thursday. Okay. So they... Uh, well, she's, uh, what, she's still yeah. at home, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Barty. Um, super cool match, though. It's kind of like Raj playing Dimitrov. Yeah. So... Should be interesting. Yeah. So now on to the second match. We have Jen Brady, who handled Vekic, Vekic very, you know, pretty easily, 6-1, 7-5. And then the Pagula train is oh still chugging along here. And uh, didn't know that Pagula was actually the daughter of owners of the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. Pagula family. So that's cool to know. Um, so she's she beats Svitolina in a tough three-set match. It was going along the way we thought it would. Svitolina, consistent, might just wear her out over time. But Amen. Pagula ended up doing that to Svitolina. Yeah. Um, and she actually played bigger in the big points. I found she went for her shots more, and Svitolina was a little safe, and that's what ended up harming Svitolina. So, um, you want me to start? No, I, I'm gonna keep okay. going here. I, I, I'm, I'm sticking with I, well, not sticking, but I think the Pagula train will end here. Um, I think Jen Brady has is on fire, she did really well at the U.S. Open, she's feeling it, she loves hard courts. This is a fast surface for him. Her, sorry, she's gonna be hitting serves and bombing forehands, and I'm gonna pick her. I think her game's gonna be too much, she's gonna win like in two close sets. You know what. This match, I believe, is a coin flip, honestly. Um, I'm actually going to go back on the Pagula train. Yeah. And the reason for that is I actually really, really enjoy watching Jen Brady. And part of me thinks when she's going to get in a pressure moment, she's a like a big banger sort of player. Yeah. 
I think she's going to spray. Okay. And I don't know. That's just my gut prediction. And don't forget, for uh, the listeners, uh, Pagula's coach is David Witt. Yeah. David Witt was Venus Williams' coach for like I think it was 50 like eight years or, or yeah, whatever. Long time, so Very he's... long time. Was also her hitting partner way, way back and Serena's hitting partner. So he's been around the champs. Yeah. He knows how to coach a slam. Mm-hmm. He knows what it's like for the player to win a slam. So I think this is a quarterfinal now. He's going to have her ready to the best of his ability. Yeah. And I think there's been too many players like Jen Brady in the past that have played people like Pagula, and they're going to have a wicked game plan to go against Jen Brady. Yeah, well, this will this is, I mean, I'm just looking at UTR here, and Jen Brady has the fourth highest UTR, okay? Mm-hmm. She's, so she's seated. What is she seated in this event? Um, she's seated uh, 22nd, but yet she has the fourth highest UTR on tour right now. Okay, Pagula, well, she's not seated in the event, but she's way down. She's about 0.6 or 0.7 behind. Uh, so this will be really interesting to see if the UTR, uh, she's 0.4, 0.4, 0.5 behind her. This will be interesting to see if the, so that really she should win this match, like like I said, 6-4, 6-4. Like she should be winning by a couple games. You yeah, know. I just think that, but what you said, spraying, and, and it, it could happen. However, Jen Brady could just go out there and just, like, you know, obliterate the ball by Pagula. Yeah. You know, I've faced players like that, and you know when they're on, and they're not going to stop, and yeah. it's the worst. Yeah. But I think, back to the game plan thing, she was able to take out Svitolina. She was able to take out, or take out Mladenovic, Vika. Like, she hasn't played any big hitters yet, though. Not, you know, Vika like... is a pretty big hitter. Yeah, maybe five years ago. <laughs> I know you love Vika. Oh, come on. Vika. All right, let's move on here. We got our big, our favorite so far in this event that we kind of were picking from the Bianca match on. Oh, and she beat Stozier. She's yeah, yeah. Played, she's played some veterans uh, yeah, there. Yeah. Anyway, moving All right, on. So we've got Naomi Osaka, who took out Gabriel Muguruza in uh, a really tough three-set battle. Predicted that one. She found a way. It wasn't looking good uh, early on. Two match points down. Yeah, and uh, her championship or her championship attitude came out and found a way to win. She is playing uh, Shui. Shay. Shay Su Wei. Shay Su Wei. We got it. Yeah, Shay Su Wei. From, uh, where's she from again? Taipan? Or? Taipei. Taipei? Ta- yeah. Taiwan. In Taipei is in Taiwan. Okay. I, I think. Yeah. I think. So, wow. Naomi talked about playing her in this match, and she played her last year at this event, and Shui was up 4-1 in the third set on Naomi. Mm-hmm. And Naomi found a way to get out of that, and she ended up winning the Aussie Open after winning that match, mm-hmm. right? So... Um, oh boy! I and Shui just looks like she's having so much fun out there. Osaka was a little irritated in her mm-hmm. last match. Yeah, I, I want to talk about that when you're done too. And and if Osaka was irritated against play, playing against Muguruza, <laughs> she's gonna be irritated playing Shui. And I, I, this is a coin flip for me. However, I'm gonna go with the champ because I think the champ has that experience. And she's going to find a way. And for some reason, or not for some reason, I think that experience, Osaka is showing a champion 
a champion's attitude, a champion's mentality, and she finds ways in those big moments to get her best out of her, and I'm going to take her in three sets here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? Let's go back to the Muguruza, Muguruza, Muguruza and yeah. versus Osaka. I watched the match. You weren't here. Um, you were watching it somewhere else. But yeah. I'll tell you guys, that was not looking good for Naomi. She was throwing her racket, which I've never seen before. She was talking to her box. Never seen that before. Like, there was a lot of things that i never seen before. And it was coming out in that match. Yeah. And she was really rattled, and I was super impressed for her to be able to claw her way back. And against somebody that's no joke, uh, Gabrine, who's a slam champ, that definitely means something, down two match points and coming back. So, But Shea Su Wei handled Vondersova pretty easily. And you know what? I want Shea Su Wei to win, but I have Naomi to win the tournament. Mm -hmm. So I got to pick Naomi. Yeah, well, uh, one thing I think Naomi is she's going to learn from that match against yep. her. The, how would you say her name? Shea Su Wei. Shea Su Wei. And I think the game plan is going to be get your first serve in, attack on the short balls, really put her under pressure early on. Don't let her dictate with her angles and her slices and, and stuff. And I think they're going to really take it to her and attack. Yeah. And, and uh, Naomi can do that. And she can. Yeah. And, you know, that easily could happen but remember Shea Su Wei learned from that match too so we'll see True. what happens yeah. yeah um but we're gonna pick Naomi yeah so we're moving on to the next match Serena Williams who took down my dark horse Sablanka in three sets um uh taking on Simona Halep who took down Iga who we had hoped or predicted not yeah. hoped but we thought Iga had a game to beat her on this surface but let's talk about a little bit about Sablanka and Williams um this is the first time that Serena was ever overpowered on the court, I think, or one of the very few times. Yeah. And we talk a lot about Serena's movement going into this event and how it looks so much better. And I think that movement was the reason she was actually able to defend better than yeah, she has in the last few years. Yeah, there was a couple amazing points that she defended. And she made Sablanka hit one extra, extra shots. Yeah. And she missed or sprayed or whatever. So... Good on Serena. She showed another uh, another sort of dimension there that she hasn't been able to produce in the last few years. The other thing that I think Sablanka, it, she's going to be back uh, when it was you know the, when it was five four in the first and the third set. You could see the the experience wasn't there. Serena was very calm, cool, and collective, and Sablanka just kind of crumbled a little bit. Yeah. But this will help her in the future, and she'll be back. She's got a big game. But, uh, and as far as Halep and Svitek, I didn't see a whole lot, any of the uh, bat match. Um, but obviously it looks like she was able to come out Find in Simona Halep way and find a way to win and win 6-4 in the third there. Yeah. T to add a little bit to that, I watched like the, I watched Darren Cahill actually, who's uh, Simona's coach. And, you know... On the last podcast, I was talking about the only way I think Simona's going to win is if they come out with some master plan. And listening to Darren talk before the pre-match, I was like, they got a master plan. I'm nervous. Um, and I, she actually lost the first set, but it looks like she figured it out 6-1, 6-4 in the last two sets. Yeah. Um, we don't know what the master plan we don't is because I didn't see the highlights, so I, I can't comment. Yeah. I, can, I, I can't comment yeah. either, but it seems like something... 
there was a hole and she was able to to find it. Yeah. Um in this match though, Serena and Halep I'm gonna go with uh uh Simona. Yeah, and I'm gonna go with Serena. <laughs> okay. Um I, I think Serena's serve looked really good against the Blanca under pressure moments as well when she needed a big one she was serving a big ace now that might not happen against simona but i i think i think serena can can defend against halep's uh consistency and she's going to be able to put simona under some pressure um yeah i'm gonna go with serena okay yeah um, it's a tough one. It it's a, it's a coin flip. And you're going with Simona? Are you sticking I'm going to stick with Simona. Yeah. Um, I don't know. From going going from Sablanka, who's like one-dimensional, um, like just hit everything as hard as you can, flat, like almost out of control. And Serena is normally the overpower, so that was different from her. From going from a player like Sablanka to going to the polar opposite, who is also very one-dimensional. I think that might just throw her off, even though she's probably expecting it. Yeah. I just I just think, I don't know. It's well, really I close. I, I don't know, but I'm picking Simona. Okay. I, yeah. We'll see if consistency can, uh, can win this for Simona, and we'll see if Serena's experience. And, uh, you know, like Serena hasn't really been tested other than that Sablanka match against anyone really consistent, like you're saying. And I do think it was, it's very good for Simona that she was able to take out Iga Sviatek. Yeah. Like, she beat her at the French. She was able to find a way. Um, Simona's definitely been tested. We're looking at the draw here. Oh. She was also tested by Tomlanovich in the second yeah. round. Yeah. So she's ready to go. I don't think she's out of gas or anything. She's um, never out of gas. She's, no, she's yeah, not. Not right. often, anyway. Um, she's a grinder. She's yeah. going to give her it her all. Well, she um, definitely will make Serena hit those extra balls, but one thing I found is Serena learned how to do that to Sablanka, so maybe she'll have some more patience knowing that she can move better on the court. Mm -hmm. She can maybe not have to you know, hit the big ball on the mm -hmm. wrong ball this mm -hmm. time, so she might be... It's going to be a great match. Looking yep. forward to it. Yep. Some great matches lined up. So there you have our picks for this uh, round, or for the quarterfinal round. Um, we'd love to hear what you guys think in the comments. And also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at MPTennisMB or on uh, Facebook at MBTennisMB and on the website at MPTennis.ca and click on our YouTube channel as well. So we're going to be pumping out some new YouTube videos very soon. So uh, that's it for today. Thanks for listening and have a great one. Take care, everyone.